Hello and welcome to The Huddle. Liam Santa Maria back with you. Fresh off a head coaching announcement. Mike Kelly, the 2020 Coach of the Year, announced by the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix as their new head coach. He won a championship as a player back in 1996 in Southeast Melbourne. He won a championship as an assistant coach in 2018 with Melbourne United. And now after further coaching stops in far north Queensland and Western Australia... He's coming back to what they call the heartland to lead the Phoenix. So sit back, relax, because up next on the huddle, Mike Kelly. Mike, congratulations, mate. Um, thanks for joining me. Thanks. Thanks, Liam. Uh, super excited. Happy to be here. Awesome, man. Um, yeah, congratulations. Really, really exciting news. We've been waiting to see who whom it might be that's going to take the reins of the Phoenix. Uh, really exciting to see that announced earlier today. Uh, to tell me about sort of your your feelings about taking on the job. Whew. Yeah, it's uh, you know it's been a it's been a ride, and uh, I'm I'm really excited to one to to be a part of southeast melbourne i think it's a it's been a great club in in its short existence and and already done some good things um with the potential to to just take steps and uh and i'm excited to be a part of that um myself as a head coach you know um as you said before i've been a head coach and in different circumstances and uh and there was some ups and downs there and uh and i'm just really uh stoked to get another opportunity with an nbl club because there's not too many and uh and willing to uh or excited to kind of learn from the things of the past both good and bad and and help use those things to uh to compete for championships you so you mentioned it there i refer to a coach of the year in 2020 at the three years as the head coach with the taipans uh you obviously since then have felt I'm a head coach. I want to be a head coach again in this league. I'm going to grow from that previous experience and be even better than I was. Is, th is that fair to say? Have you just had that feeling along the way? Like, listen, I want to, I want to be a head coach again in this league. I think, um, yes, short answer. Yes. But basically I think right situation, um, that, uh, I could do some, some really good work and help a team to compete for championships. And I, and I feel like this is, uh, a situation like that. Uh, people that I know in uh, Tommy Greer, Eric Hollingsworth, uh, know and trust, I guess. Um, the table's a little bit set already with some very good players and uh, and the ability to, to try to round out a really um, good, competitive, tough-minded roster. Um, so I'm super excited about that. Uh, the club has shown a willingness to, to try to put that together and uh, yeah, so I think this is a great situation, and uh, and I think we're fairly aligned, which I, you know, super important. I I think that's another learning from uh, this isn't a a job where I'm jumping. Uh, I'm in a really good situation at Perth, really great support, great people to work with. Um, but this is this is exciting for what it is. Uh, tell us a little bit about. The process, um, you know, obviously there's some some elements of that that are confidential to the club and to you about how they go about their business. But um, the, any, any insights you can provide about 
the process, what took place to land at this point where you're now the new head coach? Yeah, first of all, I think, um, you know, it's, it's taken a little while. And uh, I think that there's, while there's uh, a time element to everything and free agencies right around the corner, um, it's also, I guess, shows the care and the diligence that the club did in kind of looking at a number of different people. And, and I don't even know the number. I don't know the, um, like how exhaustive it was. I just know that when uh, Tommy and Eric presented to me to say these are the expectations of the club, um, and this was a while ago, a couple of weeks ago, um, I, I kind of liked the kind of the template that they set up and said, you know, do you fit this or how would you fit this or uh, how do you see yourself fitting into this? How can you lead our club? And, uh, and so it set up kind of an open dialogue in the interview process after that. So that's, that's kind of how it went. And then uh, you never know, I guess, how you received until you, you get a call saying, Hey, we want to go further or thanks, but no thanks. So uh, glad I got the first call. That's cool. Uh, now you talk about what they expressed to you about the template and and whatnot. It was it was reported uh, by Mick Randall in, in News Corp papers last week. A little bit about sort of the the priorities. The Southeast Melbourne Phoenix even put it out on their own website. And they were talking about you know looking for someone with with head coaching experience, a guy prove who has a um, experience in the NBL, and uh, really spoke about the things that jumped off the page to me was the ability to kind of enhance the defense that this team plays um, and um, an ability to keep players accountable is, were they the types of things that you, you got from Tommy and from Eric and from the Phoenix about, look, this is who we want to be and, and what you spoke to about what you can bring. Yeah, those were definitely uh, some of the highlighted areas. And I think if you uh, like, you could see that uh, the Phoenix has been a fantastic offensive team. Um, and, and hopefully we'll be right up there as far as, uh, offense goes. But if you compare that with a consistent defense and a toughness and a grittiness, then I think you've got a recipe for competing for championships. And we've seen that through the years. Um, I know we all fall in love with the offense and, and I've done that as well, um, at times. Uh, and sometimes it's with a talent level in certain teams, you have to hang on to the strengths of the team. Um, so yes, those were some of the highlights, um, the accountability. And I think it's funny, I think every team or probably every team except Sydney over the last two years and maybe New Zealand this year has probably come out of their exit meetings and said, we need more accountability. And I think this is a situation where um, that was the message. And um, I've been in situations in the past where it was the same message. And so again, going back to the learnings of the past from my own experience um, and then having relationships with players uh, and building trust, you can build on that to have accountability. You, um, you managed to create a turnaround in that way um, at Cairns within your tenure there. Your first year there, the team uh, wasn't one of the best defensive teams and as a result didn't have a heap of success over the course of the regular season. And then in year two, that coach of the year season, that season when you were one win away from the grand final series, you were a lead in that year. You had the defensive player of the year, DJ Newble, and you were one of the top teams in terms of defensive rating. And 
is a big reason why you had a lot of success. What, what did you, you talk about the learnings from your previous experiences that you're going to bring. I assume that period of time specifically is what you're kind of talking about. Well, somewhat. I mean, I, I probably learned more from the third year uh, when we struggled. Um, we had players injured. We had guys coming in and out. Um, it was like a turnstile going back to the States or, um, you know, players dealing with tragedy uh, in their families. It was a really tough time. But but yes, the learnings of uh, that second year where we had great success and I got coach of the year, but really we had great players. Um, the staff did a great job of um, kind of helping to bring, we kind of talked about, um, you know, having a special kind of crazy that year because we had a kind of a group of hooligans in the, in the nicest sense of the word uh, who came together and played for each other and got on the same page and, uh, and competed every day. And I think, uh, you know, there was times during that, the whole cans thing where as I'm learning as a head coach, occasionally say, oh, we, you know, we've had some injuries and we need to pull back here and then in a practice and then you go out to a game and and you compete the same way you just didn't compete in practice. And right. well, learnings like that, like even if I shorten things up, we're going to compete. And every right. time you go out, you're going to compete. And I think it's a simple learning, but it's, it's not always easy to uh, translate that onto a court. Uh, let's talk about the roster a little bit. When you, when you sat down and you talked, I guess, through the interview process, you talked to Tommy, you talked to, you mentioned Eric Collingsworth there. I imagine Romy Chowdhury, maybe Josh Childress was involved as well. You would have talked about the roster yeah. and your thoughts on it and, and where you would like it to go. What, what were the types of things you talked about in that conversation? Yeah, kind of, kind of those same, um, topics, you know, the toughness. Uh, and I think you already can see some of that in the, the guys that they've carried over, uh, guys like Mitch Creek and Alan Williams, um, Owen Foxwell, Ruben Trungi, those guys, uh, even bringing Anzac back as a DP who I don't know well, um, but they talk about his energy and his uh, ability to lift others. So I think building uh, with those guys and on those kind of uh, building blocks to to bring in toughness. Um, you always have to have scoring, so that's a that's an important part of it. But also just um, you know guys that play hard, play together, and consistently defend. So those were some of the things. And you know you talk about length, and I think that goes like you see a guy who can defend. Um, as long as he gets the job done, that's fine. If he has great length, I think it makes it easier to defend. So. If, uh, if we can be super athletic, super talented, can score and defend, you know, that's the best of everything. That sounds pretty good. I think the Phoenix fans yeah. would like the, <laughs> like the sounds of yeah. that recipe. It's not locked in yet, but that's that's kind of the idea is um, have some I, and, and they had a they had a good group last year this last season and I think if it wasn't for injuries they they would have been higher on the ladder and uh, and so there was um, I think there was parts of it that were correct. And, uh, and I know Simon Mitchell is a fantastic coach and a really smart basketball guy and a competitor. So um, it's not reinventing everything, but it's trying to uh, impress upon our guys that this is how we play. And uh, with that consistent grit, determination and competitiveness that uh, 
that's going to help win basketball games. You mentioned Simon Mitchell right there. It's funny how things work out over time. Um, you guys were super close colleagues back at Melbourne United. I remember the, the videos you guys would shoot for the fans post-game as the two assistant coaches breaking it down and, and uh, you guys worked so closely together during that period of time. And then you go off in different directions out of that kind of Dean Vickerman coaching tree. Um, you go to far North Queensland, he goes to Southeast Melbourne. And now you're going to take over in the franchise that he's kind of helped establish over the start of its existence. What, what do you, has impressed you or what do you like about what he and Tommy and those guys at Southeast Melbourne have built over the first four years of the franchise to this point? Well, you know, basketball wise, I think you, you look at it and say they've, you know, made the playoffs and said, had some great talent and been able to assemble great teams. I think overall, like what I've been impressed with is um, the basketball feel in the community and the stuff I see online. Uh, I'm in Perth right now. Uh, I'll be in Melbourne soon, but um, you know, I, I grew up in my basketball journey here after Griffith, New South Wales, got to give them a shout out. That's my, my starting point. But um, once I finished there, went to Melbourne for, and we were there for um, nine seasons. So uh, I grew up in Australian basketball in the heartland and the way that Southeast Melbourne has kind of garnered or gathered that um, and kind of held onto it and, and ridden the wave and, and built that within the community. Um, that's super impressive to me and something I can't wait to be a part of again and, uh, and get it, get into that whole atmosphere. Yeah. There's something very cool about a, yeah. a Southeast Melbourne magic champion, a defensive player of the year, um, a grand you final, you remember grand that? final MVP, maybe 1996. I remember <laughs> I was, I was actually a Melbourne Tigers junior at the time, Mike. So I was cheering against you, right. but, uh, there's something very cool about that. You know, like there's a lot of people in this, in that corridor of Melbourne, which is, um, so massive in terms of basketball participation and love for the game, whose kids and right now are Phoenix fans. They were Mel Southeast Melbourne magic fans at the time. They were cheering you on against Drewy and Copes and, and Brakey and the like. I mean, there's got to be something very cool for you as well, coming back into that world and that experience full circle almost in your, your basketball career here in Australia. For sure. For sure. I, you know, every time I've come in as a visitor, um, I, I still get kind of the, those chills and see people in the crowd that I've known for 25 years and uh, coming to games and former teammates um, and then being able to jump back in and, and kind of uh, lead that group in that and, and try to build a team that everybody's going to be like, yeah, that's our team. That's how, that's how they play. Um, I hope that from my own playing experience, people will remember that I tried to play hard, try to play good team ball. Um, and that's, that's what I envision this team playing like, except with better scoring ability than me. <laughs> well, you undersell yourself. Um, 
you mentioned some of the pieces that you that is already in place. Obviously, free agency popping away right now today as we speak. But what you guys have there, you've talked about Alan Williams, Ruben Tarangi, on Foxwood, but you've got that franchise piece, that cornerstone piece in Mitch Creek, who was essentially yeah. the inaugural signing for the club, has been their leader on the floor throughout the period of time that they've existed. What, what excites you about working with him, an MVP contender year after year? Yeah, just, um, and, and I've really, uh, I know Mitch a little bit, just seeing him here and there. I remember running into him at the um, Summer League, NBA Summer League after his Adelaide uh, days, and we had played against him at Melbourne United against Adelaide. Um, so competing against him and then also uh, competing over the last few years here at Southeast Melbourne, like he competes every day. And I, I love that, uh, being around that all the time, the energy. Uh, and I, I want to bring guys that um, will help him, but also push him um, so that he's not kind of dragging a group with him as far as competing. It's going to be like he'll look across the floor and see Alan Williams knocking guys over to go get a rebound and then put it back in or kick it up the floor for, a, for an easy layup or dunk. That's, that's what I get excited about is uh, Mitch bringing his energy, but Mitch not having to do it all and, uh, and everybody raising to that level. Nice. A um, couple of last couple of quick questions to finish off, Mike. Style of play. What, do you, what is the kind of the vision for you for this team? Uh, comparing it, I guess, to what Phoenix fans have been watching over the past couple of seasons under Simon Mitchell. Yeah, I, I think um, Phoenix fans would have been used to like some some high octane offense and um, having shooters and, and attacking the basket. And I look for that to, you know, we haven't built the roster yet totally, but I want that to continue. Um, and like the team averaged like 91 points a game. I, I think that's doable in, in the league with our pace of play as a league. Um, I don't want to slow this thing down at all, but what I do want to do is slow it down, going the other way and not give up 90 points a game while scoring 91. Um, and I think, I think that adds a little bit of, um, you know, that I remember being there, like people appreciated toughness and, that's what we want to bring every day on the defensive end, slow the ball down, then maybe not stop teams, but we're going to slow them down. You're not, you're not going to stop a team from scoring every possession, but um, having coached Bryce or at least be, be around Bryce Cotton, you know, slowing Bryce Cotton down as much as possible. Um, and I don't know that we'll have a Bryce stopper, but uh, hopefully we'll have a Bryce slower downer. And uh, whether it's a person or a, or a scheme and, uh, and things like that, like just not letting teams get off the chain um, on their offensive end and us slowing teams down and then, and then securing that and getting the stop. So that's, that's what I'm looking forward to. What about your time in Perth? Mike, you're leaving that, that position now, that coaching staff with John Riley, the associate head coach there the last couple of seasons um how have you enjoyed your time in perth how do you feel about leaving western australia and moving on yeah it's been uh it's been great here like the club uh from from hutchie on down has been fantastic and even when um you know i spoke to danny mills and john really about and scott morrison before john 
about the possibility of still looking at head coaching jobs. They were, have always been so supportive. Uh, the ability for me to go do work with the boomers, um, they've been so supportive. So I can't say anything but super positive things about Perth. The people here have been fantastic. My wife, you know, they were in Cairns my first year here because of COVID. And, uh, and my wife feels like she just got here. So, uh, and she kind of did. And we haven't seen a whole lot of uh, things other than the city. Um, so the days I'm here, I think I'm, we're going to have some pretty busy days, <laughs> both with uh, calls to guys for the roster, but also to go see, uh, you know, the Dolphins up at Monkey Mire or whatever. But um, <laughs> no, the time here has been, it's been amazing. Perth is beautiful. And uh, yeah, I really appreciate everything they've done for us. Well, you're leaving a big hole in that coaching staff, but uh, you're filling a big one down south. So congratulations, mate, and uh, and all the best. I mean, it's exciting for Southeast Melbourne Phoenix fans. It's exciting for that roster. I'm no doubt it's exciting for you as as well and uh, and looking forward to, to watching you roam in the sidelines again uh, in the heartland. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it also. Thanks for having me on. Awesome, man. Cheers.